Hi, good morning. First, I want to thank the opportunity of being here, and especially to Michelle Rubin, who invited me last year to participate in this meeting. Uh, please, could you turn back? Ah, okay. We're going to talk today about education in inflammatory bowel disease. Uh, what is the IBD nurse's role in patients' education? What to educate and when, and some clinical tips. And our Chilean initiative in South America. So I'm going to start with two con concepts about education. The first one is health education, that it's the, the experiences designed to help individuals and communities to improve their health by increasing their knowledge. But most important is health literacy, especially in chronic diseases that, uh, as inflammatory bowel disease. That is the degree to which, to which individuals have the capacity to obtain, process, and understand basic health information to make appropriate health, health decisions. This is very important in inflammatory bowel disease. And this is a study uh, in which they found that nine of 10 people have, in the United States uh, have lacked skills needed to manage health and prevent diseases. So why is it so important to talk about uh, education in inflammatory bowel disease specific? We all know that it's a chronic disease. It has uncertainty regarding epipathogenesis. It has an unpredictable course of the disease. It has extraintestinal manifestations that make it more complex. It has a lifelong treatment because it's a chronic disease. And also it has risk of complications and surgery. All of that has an impact on health-related quality of life. So now I'm gonna make some uh, literature review about education in inflammatory bowel disease, starting off uh, with what do patients with inflammatory bowel disease know? So there are two scores the, to, that evaluate disease-related knowledge in inflammatory bowel disease. The CCKNO that was created by Adam Nadal in UK in 1999, and it has 24 questions divided into five areas, and uh, this is the most used score in the literature. <laughs> But in 2017, Yoon et al. Uh, created uh, another score in Korea that is like an upgrade of the CCKNO because they include like 20 years of knowledge between 1999 and 2017, including biological therapy and uh, cancer risk, screening cancers, vaccines. But uh, this is very uh, less used in the, in the studies. So here is a, a, a graphic I, I made with a all the studies that have been used, the CCKNO, uh, to evaluate this is related knowledge, and they sort by year. And you can see that uh, in the last 20 years, the knowledge of, uh, of patients with inflammatory bowel disease is the same. We have not uh, improved uh, knowledge in our patients. And if we uh, uh, put a line in the 12th, like the median of the score, it's like 50% of the patients know about the, their disease, and you know that all of the uh, the bars are under that line. So patients with inflammatory bowel disease has a lower level of disease-related knowledge regarding this score. Which are the areas uh, with lower levels of knowledge? Uh, in the top of the, of the table, you can see the studies that, have, uh, that had uh, studied this. And you see that pregnancy and fertility and complications are the areas with, with lower levels of knowledge in our patients. And also, if we uh, look at uh, which are the factors associated with higher levels of disease-related knowledge. Uh, you can see that uh, younger patients with Crohn's disease and with higher educational degree are the patients with higher levels of disease-related knowledge. So if we look at the other side, uh, we have to focus on educate patients 
that are older with ulcerative colitis and with lower educational degree levels. So what happened in some specific topics and knowledge levels? With anxiety, there's a study uh, made by Salinger in 2013 that evaluate the relationship between anxiety and knowledge levels, and they found that patients with anxiety have significantly better disease-related knowledge than those without anxiety. This may be that because patients that are an anxious personality look more for information, or also that patients that know more about the risk and the complications of inflammatory bowel disease are more anxious than patients that don't know or don't have that knowledge. But the same group in 2017 with another cohort of patients evaluated the same and they didn't find any significant correlation between the, these two topics. What happened with treatment adherence? Uh, we have like a 30 to 40% of patients with non-adherence in inflammatory bowel disease, that is a high percentage. And this study tried to correlate or associate the, the, knowledge, with the, uh, the knowledge of the prescribed medication uh, with treatment adherence, and they realized that patients that, high, that are um, better uh, knowledge and medication has uh, better adherence to treatment. And when they compare the two, the two groups, you can see here that uh, the patients that are more adherent know the names of the medications, know the recommended doses, and know the side effects that were significantly different between the two groups. And why is this so important? Because uh, also uh, they found that non-adherence to treatment was significantly related to an increased risk of clinical relapse. So that's why we have to teach our patients about uh, prescribed medication so they can uh, increase their adherence and uh, decrease the risk of clinical relapse in the follow-up. And uh, what happened with quality of life? All of us want to improve quality of life of our patients, so maybe if we uh, uh, give them information, we can improve uh, quality of life. This is a big study for 900 patients of military veterans in the United States with IBD. And uh, they didn't find any correlation between disease-specific knowledge uh, and inflammatory bowel disease. And there is another study where they uh, think, what if we give them educational booklets to patients and maybe that improve health quality of life? And they didn't find uh, any correlation between uh, those uh, two things either. So what do patients with inflammatory bowel disease want or need? Most of these studies are qualitative studies, and uh, this study evaluates 30 patients with inflammatory bowel disease and try to identify where, which are the areas in which they want uh, more information. And you can see here in the top of the, of the table that uh, patients want to know uh, things about uh, the course of the disease related to managing everyday life and understanding and assimilating information. And also, they realize that knowledge needs are often highly individual, and they can change over time. But uh, this is another study uh, conducted by Ruben uh, in 2017, uh, where they, uh, this is a qualitative study. They, they uh, evaluated like 80, pa uh, 80 patients with inflammatory bowel disease and the relationship between the gastroenterologist and the patients in the visit. And they realized that most of the interaction focus on patient symptoms and disease progression but not in quality of life and emotional impacts that maybe is one of the topics that patients want to uh, uh, talk about in the, in the visit. So it's important to consider this. 
Also, which are the areas and, and with patients who want more information? This is a study conducted in 2013 by Lesnovka and published in the Journal of Clinical Nursing. And uh, they uh, found three, uh, the top three areas in which patients want more information, that is medications, what to expect, and diet. And also the important thing is we are in the top one of the medium of an education program with a specialist doctor and nurse then the patients, like the group of patients, and the general practitioner. And you can see here that the internet is in the seventh position, so uh, we, are, we have a very important role in patients' education, and patients' uh, uh, value our uh, job in, in that topic. And also, uh, they found that uh, patients are very keen on receiving information, and 92% of them want to be involved in the decision-making process. So if they want the patients to be involved in the decision-making process, we have to give them information so they can uh, achieve uh, health literacy to make the right decisions. And regarding information sources, there's another study where they, they, they um, interview a group of inflammatory bowel disease patients and ask them if they have to travel, uh, which is the source of information they are going to use. And most of them pick up the internet, if you can see there, and uh, unless uh, the travel agent that is uh, like the specialist in the travel. But when they ask them uh, where, what is the source preference when they want to know about inflammatory bowel disease, most of them want to uh, look for the information by the specialist and uh, a low uh, percentage in the internet. So this is the same like the other study that reinforced that we have a very important role in patients' education. So what is the impact of formal education in inflammatory bowel disease uh, patients? Is it worth the effort that we, we done with these patients? This is a study where they evaluate an interventional group that received an eight-minute session of video-assisted education and they try to uh, see if it has an impact on the uh, drug or visit compliance. And they found there in orange that the visits, the compliance to visit improve uh, when they give them eight-minute session uh, assisted education to the, to the intervention group versus the control group. This is another study where they evaluate the worries and concerns about uh, patients caused uh, by the IBD. And you can see there in the, in the black dots that uh, worries and concerns decrease when, uh, in, the, in the group that was uh, the treatment group that received the education intervention. And also when, um, the, this is a study that evaluated the, the Crohn's and colitis knowledge score and if the, the score improved when you educate patients. And here you can see in the orange line that the patients that are in the educational group uh, had uh, higher knowledge levels, and also, and this is very important too, they had higher perceived knowledge ratings and patient satisfactions. So uh, patients value what we educate to them, and it seems that like they improve in some studies uh, the disease-related the, knowledge. And finally, about educational resources, the NIH recommends that the, the, level of re the reading level of the, the resources we prepare to patients uh, must be in the seventh grade. And this is a study where they evaluated in 2017 all the online uh, resources uh, about uh, inflammatory bowel disease. So you can see there all the websites that had information about uh, inflammatory bowel disease, Crohn's, uh, Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. And you can see that the median reading grade level is in 11.5 grade. So it's much more much than the NIH recommendation. And also, if we uh, look at the treatment subsection, it is in 12th degree. 
So uh, we have to try to uh, uh, prepare the information uh, resources to our patients that they could understand what we are uh, telling them uh, with the NIH recommendations. So what we have done in Chile regarding to education. We started in 2014 interviewing our, our patients about uh, uh, disease-related knowledge with the Crohn's and colitis knowledge, and we published this article in 2017 where we found that uh, in 203 patients, uh, we realized that the areas in which they have lower levels of knowledge were pregnancy and fertility and complications and surgery, the same as the literature. In 2015, we incorporate a clinical nurse to our team, so we evaluate uh, what, uh, what was the job of this uh, clinical nurse in our multidisciplinary team, and uh, we uh, analyzed the, the inflammatory bowel disease nurse in the follow-up of patients, and we saw that almost 50% of the interventions the nurse uh, done in our, in our program is related to education, like reinforcement of medical indications or IBD educational sessions that are 30-minute sessions, especially with first uh, visit or, or recently diagnosed patients. And also we have done some reviews about education and the integral, integral management of inflammatory bowel disease and the importance of the multidisciplinary team uh, in, in this topic. So what is our role in patient's education? Recently, the IBD guidelines uh, have incorporated patient's education as an important activity, and these are the NIECO guidelines that uh, had a specific uh, topic uh, or statement about uh, patient's education. And with this information in our center, we create an algorithm about the, the, the multidisciplinary team role in inflammatory bowel disease patients. This is the patient and his family or her family. And we want them to get self-management, like uh, can detect uh, activity symptoms and uh, understand or, uh, fecal calprotectin, what we use it in the follow-up of our patients. And then they can identify a problem and see if they have to contact the nurse and with the local algorithms and the guidelines determine a conduct or had to contact the hospital and the clinical team there because it's more urgent or they need a gastroenterologist visit. And there's a permanent interaction between the multidisciplinary team and the nurse. And also we have a very important role in education because we want them to understand or to achieve self-management so this could work most perfectly. So what to educate and when? When we think about what to educate to patients with inflammatory bowel disease, there's a lot of things to come to our mind. This is definitions and characteristics, symptoms, treatment, adherence, and adverse events, smoking habit, especially in Crohn's disease, vaccines, extraintestinal manifestations, follow-up, pregnancy and fertility, complications, cancer screening, surgery, and self-management that uh, it took all of these uh, topics. But this is a lot of much information. The patient is overloaded with this. So, we have to try to prioritize what we are going to educate and when to our patients. And I'd like to share with you this uh, symbol, Chinese symbol, that is uh, related to the verb to listen, that is much more than to hear the patient. It has to uh, uh, incorporate the mind in gray, that to think, the eyes to see and make eye contact with the patient, to undivided attention and to focus on the patient, and also the heart to 
feel or try to understand what, the, what are the patients needed in that moment, in that time, in that uh, visit, a follow-up visit. So with this, we elaborate with our, our clinical uh, nurse uh, some strategies in patients' education that we want to share with you today. First of all, new patients always have to visit the specialist nurse, and if it's necessary, try to schedule a second visit to reinforce the education in our center, like the, the office, the nurse's office is near the gastroenterologist consults, so it is uh, easy for the gastroenterologist to take the patient and put it in front of the door of the nurse, and you have to see this patient now. This is, uh, this is a good thing. Try to prioritize the information. If you have a patient uh, that has an, a proctitis, an ulcerative colitis proctitis, and he needs, he's in crisis and he needs like a topical uh, 5-ASA, maybe in that moment you have to treat about uh, adherence to treatment or uh, some uh, things about how the medication works or where he can find it. Uh, and not uh, regarding surgery or complications or uh, vaccination in that moment, but maybe in another time. And if you have a patient that is hospitalized with an, a severe ulcerative colitis uh, crisis, you have in that patient to talk about surgery, to talk about other things that are, so you have to prioritize the information regarding the, the, the patient you have in front of you. Try always to educate in, in, in some point with a family member present, two uh, persons uh, here more than one. And also it's important to the family to understand what the patient is feeling in that moment and uh, to try to, to cope uh, with the, the patient's disease. If possible, support your education with a presentation or with a written brochure. Uh, there are studies that have demonstrated that uh, the, the patient's uh, uh, get the information better if you support it with, uh, with some uh, papers or brochure. And it also helps to show the medications, uh, especially when you're trying to explain to them, for example, adalimumab, you have to, if you have the medication there, it's better for them to, to understand how it, it works. Advice to write down the doubts that arise between visits to clarify them. Uh, it is uh, helpful for them to, to write the doubts and, and present to the gastroenterologist with a paper because uh, we always forget what we want to uh, talk or what we want to ask uh, when we are there in the we were in the when we are in the car back to our home. We oh I didn't ask it I didn't ask the other thing. If you have a multidisciplinary team support in that team and try to use it to refer your patients. You don't have to educate all of these things. If you have, for example, a, a young uh, patient that asks you about uh, pregnancy or that tells you that she just got married like one month ago, uh, refer that patient to the gynecologist to a preconceptional uh, visit. It's very important. Also with the nutritionist or the psychologist, if you listened with all the things that uh, that involve that and you realize that the patient needs to a, a psychologist visit, uh, refer to them if you have it. And also patients with azathioprine or biological therapy need to be see by, seen by an, uh, a dermatologist once a year at least. 
Try to reinforce the, important of, the importance of vaccination. Uh, in Chile, we have a, a, a problem in the adherence to vaccinations. They are very expensive, and they have to uh, put it not in the same place that uh, we attend our patients. So uh, we always try to reinforce the importance of vaccinations, especially in patients that are uh, immunosuppressive or uh, before they, they go into to start uh, immunosuppressive. And also the importance of vaccines with live virus, uh, that, like measles or yellow fever in South America. This is very important because they travel to uh, countries that has uh, these uh, diseases and they have to get the vaccine, but if they're immunosuppressive, they, they can't. So it's important them to know. And finally, but not less important, the medication. Um, they, the patients have to know what are they for, the adverse events, and try to simplify schedules or look for another presentation. Some patients that come to our center that in a second opinion, and they are taking like uh, six times a day uh, mesalamine. Please try to put it in the morning and in the evening so this uh, is uh, better for the adherence of patients. And finally, I want to share our Chilean experience about education for the ones that you don't know where Chile is. The, oops. There was. <laughs> We're in South America. It is a long and uh, wide country that uh, has um, 17 uh, million inhabitants, of which 7 million are in Santiago, the capital, that it's in the middle. And uh, I work in Clinica Las Condes, that it's a private uh, hospital that has uh, 342 beds. And over there, we have the privilege to have an inflammatory bowel disease program with a multidisciplinary team. Uh, on the top of it, there is the five gastroenterologists uh, dedicated to inflammatory bowel disease, one specialist nurse, and one research nurse, and a colorectal surgeon. But also, we have all the support of the multidisciplinary team if we need it. And from, uh, since 2012, we had uh, created a registry where we uh, record all patients that, has, that attended an our center. And um, up to date, on September 2018, we have uh, 1,600 patients in in, uh, that had been attended in our center and almost 900 patients in follow-up. We uh, see like 180 patients uh, each uh, uh, month. So we have done some educational strategies in our center. Uh, here you can see on the, on, on, on the lower part of the presentation the pictures about our educational sessions. We started in 2015 with like 80 patients assistant and we uh, choose some topics to, to educate our patients. Then in 2016 we, we, we did two, uh, two uh, sessions of education, 2017 and 2018. And in 2017, we started a new strategy that our focus group, that we incorporate like 10 patients in a room with a gastroenterologist and some a member of the multidisciplinary team, and they have the opportunity to talk with each other, to ask questions not only to the gastroenterologist, so to the other patient too. And they, it was a very, very good experience to, to the patients and, and for us. And we have a very um, uh, great patient satisfaction. We started evaluating the patient satisfaction in 2017, and you can see that uh, more than 90% of the patients were satisfied uh, with this activity. Also, uh, last year, we started Facebook Live. Um, we, we, in October 2017, we have one, and then in May 2018 for the World IBD Day. 
and uh, there was a very good experience to our patients because they don't have to come to the uh, to the center, so they can see it via streaming. And also, we have some care providers educational program. Uh, the Gastroenterologist uh, Society in Chile with the Crohn's and Colitis uh, organization, that is ACTACU. We have two um, intensive IBD courses every two years to gastroenterology and colorectology fellows. Uh, we also have uh, presentations to the multidisciplinary meetings. Then uh, if the dermatologists are going to uh, meet, we can uh, present there so they can see the important things about IBD. We need them in our group, and we have journal clubs every week with our uh, team, so that's very important to, to see what uh, has been done in, in other parts. And also we have uh, observerships since last year. We have uh, three nurses have uh, come to our uh, center from other Chilean hospitals to, to see and to observe what we, we do in, in our center. So uh, to take a message, the first thing I want to say is that like, uh, inflammatory bowel disease patients are all different in terms of education. They have different needs and also their needs can change over the, the time with the course of the disease. Inflammatory bowel disease patients have low levels of disease-related knowledge that is important to us to educate them. Although there is conflicting scientific evidence on the effectiveness of educational programs, patients value them and feel they have graded tools for self-management. And finally, we have a very fundamental role in the education of our patients uh, that involves listening, not only here, assessing their needs and providing them information and tools to better cope with their disease. So this is our multidisciplinary team in our center, so we have fun also than research, so thanks you very much. <laughs>